Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Thursday episode of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And Jeff, you handled today's uh, top local story, which has been off and on a top story here in Richmond since right after the 4th of July. Uh, yes. What happened with the latest with the uh, supposed uh, um, mass shooting uh, plot case? Well, right. If you remember back in July, two Guatemalan nationals were uh, accused of by Richmond police of uh, planning a mass shooting at Dogwood Dell in Richmond uh, for the 4th of July. And they have never been officially charged with anything related to planning a mass shooting or anything like that. And of course, none happened. But they are charged with uh, possession of a firearm by people who are in the U.S. illegally. And um, Barsarcel was one of them. Uh, Roman Barsarcel was in Richmond Federal Court today. And you may remember that their case went from state court to federal court recently. And at that appearance in state court, the uh, uh, Commonwealth's attorney at that time uh, said that there was no evidence that Dogwood Dell was even a, uh, uh, a, target. A, uh, a target in this uh, supposed mass shooting. And of course, Richmond Chief or Police Chief Gerald Smith defends that, you know, they did stop a mass shooting. Yeah. Anyway, so the uh, guilty plea by Roman Barsarcel today in uh, federal court was not related to any of that because he hasn't been charged. Right. Uh, it was uh, illegal reentry into the United States, and he has been deported twice before. And if he is, uh, he's going to be sentenced later this year in this case. And he pleaded guilty to this. He was expected to plead guilty. He did. And if he's, um, you know, sentenced to deep uh, to be deported again, it'll be the third time. Yeah, I, ma- I imagine I think there is potentially some jail time with that. I don't know yeah. right off the top, but he would he almost definitely be deported um, yeah. after serving serving that time. Um, and I've seen various reports saying that maybe at sentencing we'll learn more information um, in regards to the, the alleged shooting plot. There is no word of that today. Yeah. Who knows? I, not know, even I'm, mentioned uh, yeah. in the uh, courtroom. So, so again, this this supposed plot, we are no further along in, in no. really knowing what was alleged to have happened where, you know, I mean, we have what police have told us, but we really we've gotten no further evidence since that initial press conference as as to this alleged plot. Now, of course, the police again say, you know, hey, we, we, we had evidence that something was going to take place. We had a tipster who gave us stuff. Um, we arrested these guys. They were charged in state court. Now they're charged in federal court. Um, but really, there's been no charges specifically related to conspiracy or anything along that line for 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 a mass shooting plot. Nothing at all related to what they're you know primarily accused of. Right. Exactly. By Richmond police. And there still is this other defendant out there. I believe he actually faces a federal charge involving a a firearm. 
don't quote me on that, but I believe it's like a federal federal immigration related firearm charge. Um, But um, again, not necessarily tied to any mass shooting. And he was not in court. Julio Alvarado Dubon was not in court today. It was just Roman Barca herself. But yeah, I don't know off the top of my head when Alvarado Dubon is back in court or if they will both appear next time or what. Right. Yeah. Well, I imagine if there are no other charges with uh, with uh, Burst or Cell, he would not appear again uh, yeah. until sentencing, uh, later sentencing which is later this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, speaking of guns, moving on uh, to, you know, and here's our segue to the next story. Speaking of guns, um, we got the uh, stats on the city's uh, gun buyback event from the weekend. Uh, they uh, took they were handed over. 464 guns or no, sorry, 474 guns. I was off by 10, Um, 474 guns, 160 people participated. We don't know the exact amount of money that went out in terms of gift cards. We do know that 80,000 was set aside for that. Um, And we do know that it stopped after four hours because they were doing such, such a brisk business. Um, But again, so 464 guns, you know, I think that's that's a, a decent number for what the city was expecting. They they seem pretty pleased with it. Now, I assume they did not break down the types of guns that they received. They did not. They did not in the, in the information that they put out um, break down the exact uh, numbers. And of course, then we could have done the figuring as to okay, well, this is an right. assault rifle. That's that's two hundred fifty dollars. This is this gun doesn't work. That's twenty five bucks. You know, things. You know, maybe all of them didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so and and. Um, now, I know these guns, I think I, I've heard in some places, these guns are actually going to be melted down and turned into artwork um, of some sort. But again, part of the city's argument is, and I know there are studies out there that show that this doesn't have a huge impact on gun crime. Their argument is these are 464 guns that are not going to be used in crimes anymore. They're off the streets. Right. And, and and a lot of guns that are used in crimes, I shouldn't, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say a lot of, there are guns that are used in crimes that come from um, somewhere else, somewhere else that are stolen, um, you know, left in the open and taken, you know, I don't want to say like, the, you know, people are breaking in other people's, house, you know, where, the, where their, their owner no longer has them. And that, you know, if these are turned in, then there's less chance of that happening. Um, again, you know, the studies show that maybe it may not have a huge impact, but that this is the argument the city is making. It's only one part of their gun control, gun, um, gun violence prevention plan. Yeah, right. And I don't know, did they mention, and I can't remember offhand, did they mention that they had to shut this down early because of yes. the turnout? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was four yeah. hours, it stopped after four hours again because of, of the, the... And it was supposed to go longer than that? I think it was supposed to go until they were they were done. Oh, okay. And, so and, really, and no time for, limit, just yeah, whenever they... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so you know, again, we, we now have the, the numbers, you know, 474, you know, weapons... Uh, handed over. Um, and they were not asking any questions. They were just, you know, basically you hand over the guns, you get the gift card. Yep. You know, so as long as the other rules were followed, which was making sure that they weren't loaded, uh, you know, and you transported and them. Correctly. Proper ID to make sure you're over 18, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if they were requiring ID per se, because um, that would run into the uh, no questions asking like let's mm-hmm. say let's say you have a record and you have to well you know, they do have rules of that you had to be 18 so how right. are they going to verify that 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 i don't know but i am i i mean i imagine they didn't have kids riding up on bikes with guns yeah. I, I think as long as they're in your trunk yes 
<laughs> no, but but I do want I, I don't know that they weren't asking for IDs, but I got to believe if they were requiring IDs, that would create a slightly problematic yeah. situation for some people to turn them in. Yeah. So. So again, I, you know, that was, that's a good, you you ask a good question that I don't have the answer. (laughs) Honor system, I'm sure is the answer. So um, moving on to our next story. Um, It's hard to believe, you know, once the kids get back into school, you kind of assume, okay, the holidays are over, you know, Labor Day. It's actually coming up next week. Um, and you got some information on travel numbers. Yeah. And keep in mind, this is still a week away. It's not this weekend, but the weekend after. And that's one of the most interesting things that uh, AAA's Morgan Dean and I talked about today, because really the AAA dynamic as far as travel go has changed, at least here in Virginia. And AAA is not releasing an estimate like they do for July 4th or Memorial Day for how many you know, people they expect to be on the roads. They're not doing that because a lot of schools are in the state are now starting before Labor Day. And, you know, and it's and it's just interesting the fact that it's going to change the dynamic of how people plan to take their vacations around Labor Day. It's not going to be a full week going into uh, Labor Day. It's going to be maybe a long weekend. And, and Morgan Dean was saying, well, some school systems that are already in session. Now, granted, in our immediate area, Hanover doesn't start till after Labor Day still, right. but I think this is the final year of that. Um, but he says that schools that are in session will probably have Friday off anyway. So if uh, you you know, want to leave on a extended weekend, you know, probably best to avoid, uh, you know, kind of Friday afternoon if you can. Yeah. And Thursday in the evening if you can. Um, but, you know, and, and since they're not really giving a lot of specific numbers as to how many people are going to be, the general rule is that Given the trends that happened during Memorial Day and the Fourth of July, you know, there's going to be a lot of people on the roads. Yeah, and and keep, and keep keep in mind as well. Okay, when when Memorial Day and Fourth of July rolled around, gas prices were had had a four next to yeah, them. Yeah. And they right. do not now. <laughs> they do not now. But uh, one of the things that's going to um, also add to the traffic on the road and and also the dynamic of people not taking as much time. Airports are having all sorts of problems right now with delays and, and all that. And so people are maybe kind of shying away from flying if they want to go. So they'll, they'll, they'll end up driving. Yeah. And, 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 and since the vacation is shorter, they'll probably drive anyway. I can't, I can't imagine. I don't recall Labor Day being a big flying holiday anyways. Um, right. But right. yeah, it was, it, it was, if, if anything, it was, it was, you know, last road trip to the beach type deal thing. Right, right. And they could still do that, even though school's in session, but it's always has been uh, painted as the last gasp of summer before school starts. But the dynamic of schools in, you know, in Virginia, that, that's changed all that. And so Labor Day has, has a kind of a different approach to it now as far as travel goes. Yeah, I, I, you know, of, of all my years of schooling, I think I started before Labor Day four times. And all of that was college. So, you know, Uh, even when I was not in college, I always started. I grew up in Illinois and I started college or started high school, elementary school, middle school, all before Labor Day. Yes. No, I see growing up in upstate New York, real upstate, like near Canada, upstate. um, 
you know, we, we didn't start till after Labor Day and then we went all the way till June. Now, mind you, um, you know, it started getting cold in September. So we weren't going, we weren't going to any waters in, in, in early September. It was already, you know, sweater weather at that point. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, the time that we started school always was like in August 20 something. We never started before like the 20th, which, you know, and we see, you know, a lot of school systems primarily out of state that are starting like even, and actually some in Southwest Virginia are starting school like yeah. in the first week of August. Yes. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think like, you know, like we said, Henrico and, and, uh, and uh, Richmond, I think, are moving one more week back next year to tie up with uh, Chesterfield, which started uh, last. Well, started this week. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and and I think Hanover is moving uh, moving a week back to before Labor Day starting uh, next year as well. Isn't right. It? And of course, we we can't forget about the the year round schools that actually. Yes. And hope, uh, uh, they do hope have well. some time off in the summer, but they start in August, too, I think. Yeah. Right. Um, I want to say uh, maybe this is last year, but Hopewell, I think, started in July last year. Okay. So they, they have intercessions and it's the, their schedule is, you know, I, we're, we're getting off topic from Labor Day numbers, but Hopewell's schedule is all over. But, but yeah, I think the most interesting part of that Labor Day traffic discussion was the fact that Labor Day is not the holiday it used to be as far as travel goes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, moving on to our final story. This is unrelated to anything that has to do with schools or guns or anything along that line. Um, <laughs> the Virginia Department of Health announced that they're changing the eligibility for the monkeypox vaccine. Basically, it was limited to people um, who were uh, homosexual or transsexual in certain groups, talking about people who had uh, multiple anonymous or um, or multiple anonymous or multiple sex partners, people who, who work in the sex industry um, and people who um, you know, basically people who work in the sex in- industry. But it had been limited primarily to homosexual and transsexual um, folks, it's now been expanded to all people who, who who fall into those basic categories. And this is because they have a little bit um, additional supply of vaccine. And so they're broadening it out to more people who may be potentially exposed. Um, it isn't so much that they have more of vaccine, but the way that the vaccine is being administered has changed and it allows you to get more shots per amount of vaccine, basically. It's still a two dose thing, right? Um, you know, I don't know right offhand, um, but I do know it's, it's, it, we're one at one time it was one shot per vial. It's now up to five shots per vial and it still mm. provides the protection necessary. And keep in mind, monkeypox is not COVID. It's yeah. not airborne. It requires prolonged physical contact. Uh, I don't want to say you need to be trying to get it, but you, you, you need to be around someone for a prolonged period of time to, to, who has it, it. Yeah. who has it to get it. Um, yeah. There's, it kind of spreads like chicken pox would. Yes, very much, very, very much so. Very yeah. much like 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 chicken pox um, would spread. In fact, it, it, it's a similar disease, pox, pox, you yeah. know, some smallpox, similar yeah. things, similar, similar things. Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, you, you need to be around someone for and, and in, you know, clothing also potentially um, could could cause spread. Yeah. Um, but again, prolonged prolonged exposure. But they're they're increasing the amount of um, they're increasing the eligibility for folks who, who, who may be exposed to that. There are right now under 300 cases in Virginia, 60% of which are in Northern Virginia. Of course, that's where a lot of the population is. So that, that just makes sense in terms of numbers. So, so that's basically it uh, for, for news today here at news radio WRV again, pretty newsy day with uh, a lot of stuff going on. 
Um, and obviously as we uh, head into Friday, we're expecting uh, additional stuff as well. I think uh, next week we'll also uh, have some stuff going on. Uh, some big Rico stuff. Starts next week. Uh, and Rico starts next week. We have yeah, the Hanover, Hanover uh, bathroom vote next week. Right. And city so, of Richmond starts next week too. And Richmond starts next week. So it's going to, it's going to be a busy, uh, busy uh, news week as well. We're really getting into the, the meat of the year now where, you know, schools are back in session. Uh, elections are coming up. It's going to be, it's going to be a busy time. So. Yeah. So, but that's the latest for now. Again, I'm Matt Demline. He's Jeff Stapleton, and we will talk to you on Friday. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.